Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with their ungeeky beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who loves a good geek it's frank how are you today uh, i'm just geeking out today man it is it is good to be with you how are you doing i'm doing just fine you before we started recording you reminded me oh so casually that i used to say ungeeky beer and now i can't get it out of my head so i thought i'd <laughs> try it and see what happens nice and i said it i said the word doesn't look like anything exploded or imploded looks like looks like we're still here so um i i guess i guess that's a good thing it's true. Well, Frank, all that is old is new again. You know, that is that of, is what they say. Yes, that, that is I've, what I've been told. If that's true or not, we'll never know. But anyway, you have a beer in your hand. <laughs> potentially it's geeky. Potentially it's on geeky. Could you tell me about it? You tell me what you think. I am enjoying a pineapple IPA, a Ring King pineapple IPA from Smut Labs. I like uh, that can. Yeah, right. It's neat um it's 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 very cool i like it very much uh the beer itself is delicious yes it's it is a really nice ipa it's it's pretty hoppy it's it's you know as far as as ipas go it's pretty standard but the uh, the pineapple flavor um gives it a nice little sweetness so it's it's still got the sort of the bitterness of the, of the hops, but you've got this really sweet pineapple flavoring on top of it that is just delicious um, and really refreshing and makes it a really nice summer um, drink because like it's you know, nice and cold. It's got that sweetness, got a little bit of bitterness on the, on the back end. Um, really nice. So I am really enjoying this one from uh, from Smutty Nose, Smut Labs. Smut Labs is sort of Smutty Nose's um, experimental lab, beer lab, where they gotcha. do more experimental flavors. And, uh, are, and are they run by from. Commodore Smut Lab? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've got. What are, what are you drinking today? I am drinking something new for me mm. today. I have yet to open it. It is a Buffalo Czech pilsner from the shades on beard company that's beer not beard company oh. um yeah shades on beard company uh which is in west kingston rhode island which is fairly close to my house hmm. because rhode island is a tiny tiny. i was state. gonna say no matter where you were in the you're state. close to my house mm-hmm. yeah 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 actually it can it can take god forbid almost an hour to get somewhere oh my I've goodness got beer on my arm Oh no! But that's okay. Sometimes that's a good sign. Yeah, it's a, it can be good luck, it's right? It's like it's like luck. Yeah, good luck, good luck, good luck. And we have a beer. 
I think it's so funny when I, whenever I talk to my friends who live, you know, you and I both live in the, in the Northeast of the U S mm. uh, whenever I talk to friends who live either in the South or who live maybe out in the Northwest, um, I've got a few friends at both those locations and and they cannot really wrap their minds around the idea that it takes less than like eight hours to drive to the next state. Um, oh, sure. You know, like I, I went to visit my family in New York I could, this past I could weekend be in a different I can almost be in a different country in eight hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Like um, I went to visit my friend, my family in New York uh, this past weekend. And, uh, you know, six out five, six hours we were we were there and we passed through three different states to get there. Right. Um, and and for a lot of a lot of folks in a lot of parts of the world, like that's just like you could drive five, six hours and go through three different states, like um, four, really. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of a whole adjustment for a lot of folks. So it's just funny for me when we, we take for granted when you talk about like, oh, yeah, I could drive an hour. It could take me almost an hour to get across the state. It's so funny because for folks living in those parts of the country, I'm sure many of them are listening are like, geez, an hour. And you're like, that's 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 it to get like across your state like that's And that's and that's with a lot of traffic. Jeez. Yeah, and I'm five. I'm five minutes from the grocery store, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm ten minutes from the one I actually shop at. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I have cousins um, out west. They like grew up in Wyoming, but now they're in you know Colorado and nice. Oregon and like all these different in um, Nevada. And it, but it was the same thing growing up. They'd be like, yeah, okay, well, three. I'm going three hours to this thing, and I'll be back in another three. And I have friends from uh, Texas, and they used to say the same. Like they'd be like, yeah, I'm just driving up three hours to go to this city and i'll drive back three hours that's all in a day and that's like almost unheard of around here yeah like if i'm driving three four hours i'm spending the night wherever i'm going most likely right like i'm not gonna drive back in the same day i mean i will if i have to but i'd really rather not right because you figure that like okay so if i'm if i'm gonna hang in that place for four or five hours then, then my net time of like being on like being in the car is larger than the time that I spent in my destination. Right. And that, that doesn't pan out. Um, that doesn't pan out in new England the way that it would in other places. So whatever we're spoiled, we have small States, but in some ways we have very little to offer because it's so scrunched. It's true. Like you want land. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Can't help you. It's gonna come. You're fine price. with a quarter acre, right? Because that'll be that'll be uh, that'll be five that'll be five hundred thousand, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's basically yeah. what we're dealing with. It's like, sure, we've we've got some land, not much, but whatever we can give you is going to be small and overpriced. Right. Well, that's the one thing they're not making any more of, Frank. You know, that's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. You know, unless of course that land exists in a different planet. Ooh. Like, and like, that, like Middle Earth or like, like, what, oh where no. are we talking? Middle, oh, Frank, <laughs> Middle Earth is actually planet Earth. It's just, it's the same place. It's, it's like Middle English. It's just older. It's just, it's just older. That's right. Exactly. Exactly like that. Um, no, Frank, I'm talking about the planet Eternia. Have you heard about it? Um, uh, I'm not sure that was in the Jedi archives. And if it's not in the Jedi archives, I don't think it exists. It does not exist. You are correct, Frank. We are here to talk about He-Man, the masters of the universe. More specifically, I need to hit you with my best shot. Hit me 
Masters of the Universe Revelation. This is this is very specific because this is the um, this is the the new He Man Netflix show, by, a show run by Kevin Smith, that has taken the internet by storm. Sometimes you may like storms, so sometimes the storm be against you. Do you know any of the controversy surrounding this show? Right I now? don't, and and I'm going to be very honest with you. And this is me. This is me uh, turning in my geek card a little bit, um, but I know next to nothing about He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe. Like this was a blind spot for me as a kid because it was just a little before my time. Um, and and being a kid without cable, I wasn't watching reruns of it or anything on on any cable channels. So it's it is an area. It's still a, a geek blind spot for me. So. Tell me about the controversy around this show, but tell me, tell me whatever you can tell me about will, Masters but, of the Universe. But Frank, this is the best part. Me too. Cool. I did not grow up on He-Man at all. I've never seen a full episode of the original show ever. Okay, right. so so I would be starting from the same the same. You're starting from playing the field, same level. Place. The field. fact that you knew that She-Ra and He-Man were connected is actually better than where I started. Okay. So that you're 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 netting what like point one right now. Okay, you know, cool, cool, one cool, Frank. So, so uh, before we go into Revelation, He Man just is the background, but I mean the show, this new show, tells you everything you need to know cool. in ten seconds, and it, which is which is wonderful. So there's the planet Eternia, and on and on said planet, there are basically two warring factions. Um, one is like He-Man and his, you know, his group, blah, blah, blah. And then there's Skeletor and his group, blah, blah, blah. You're familiar with Skeletor, at least, right? That's like, yes, he's got a skull for face, purple hood, yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Right. So they have this, there's this thing called Castle Grayskull. Yes. Ca- Castle Grayskull is like where magic exists, right? The power of the universe. So that's where He-Man is the protector of Castle Grayskull. Um, Skeletor constantly trying to get into castle gray skull because you know he's got a theme going right you know i am a skull that castle has skull in its name ergo give me the skull castle give me the skull castle exactly so if you've seen and i'm going to rename it castle yellow skull because my skull is kind of yellow (laughs) it is yes exactly so he man kind of like shazam okay so you know like billy batson Regular kid says Shazam turns into powerful Captain Marvel, Shazam, Captain Marvel, Shazam, whatever you want to call him. Sure. You know, like that's He-Man. Same thing. He's really Prince Adam um, and Prince is not his first name. It's a title. He's actually a prince. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks for for clarifying um, that. You never know in these things. And so um, so he is the protector of like magic in Eternia or whatever. So he's like, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power. He turns into He-Man. Only like four people know that Prince Adam is He-Man and they defend stuff. All right. So that's it. That's cool. He-Man at its core. Everybody, they're always trying to get to, they're always trying to, Skeletor's always trying to get to Castle Grayskull. So it started as a toy, it started as a toy line. Sure. That transformed into a television show. Transformers um, is something else, but that was also a television show. Good, good, good try. Also started as a toy line. Yes, that's good. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend the show "The Toys That Made Us" on Netflix. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So there's like there's the Star Wars episode, the Star Trek, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, 
Hello Kitty, Lego, He-Man, whatever else. But it goes through it goes through the history. What I loved about this general concept of He-Man before I sell you on the show is that if you like fantasy, it's we got you. If you like science fiction just as much or more, we're also here for you because it's this weird blend of a world where like it's like a like they're still serfdom for some reason. Mm. But like they also have hovercrafts and lasers and cannons. And it's like whatever your like eight year old brain can handle. We're doing it. Sure. Sure. So um, so the show takes place immediately after the 80s television show okay. it's like set in the same world that's what i was wondering is this a reboot is this a continuation so all right so we're continuing conti- yeah it's a continuation but it, there's nothing about the old show that you need to know cool because it was an 80s show where nothing really happened skeletor tried to get the thing it didn't happen end of episode moving on to next episode and that's it so it introduces you to everybody that you know, like within the first 30 minutes. It was five episodes, they're 30 minutes a piece. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's part one to part two, which is another third, which is another five episodes that comes out in like six months a year. Whatever. Okay. Um, so so here's so here's the so here's my selling point. So here's my selling point to you. Cause it's a little bit more magic than like is for you. I would say, mm, okay, but but the show, this new one, Masters of the Universe Revelation, without giving too much away, is really about how it's really about magic going by the wayside, and here comes technology. Oh. So now, and so so now, it's it's like imagine like you're eight years old, and you want to sh- and you want to show where like people have like you know like grappling hooks in their suits and they just like jump down things and they fight pirates and ninjas and like giant like giant Thanagarian snare beasts and you know like hmm so you're telling me what if it's he-man but but with a showrunner who is arguably the most famous batman fan in the world uh bad yes grappling hooks pirates well all of that stuff existed oh okay okay like all that stuff was already there that's what i mean like it's like this weird world where like this magic and he-man was originally a conan pitch it was supposed to be Uh, they were supposed to make mattel was supposed to make toys for conan the barbarian they were like started making sketches and all this stuff then conan with schwarzenegger was rated r and the like you can't make toys for a rated r film got it for kids in the 80s and so it got pivoted to it got pivoted to he-man which is why if you look at he-man which i've got a yes he does look like conan the barbarian he he looks like conan the barbarian or he looks like a frank Frazetta painting or like you know like he's got his little fur in the boot so they so they 50 shades of grade it where it started out as a twilight fanfic and then turned into its own thing kind of this started out as 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 conan the barbarian toys and then became its own thing and it became its own thing. But because it became its own thing, oh, instead wow. of just staying in the fantasy world, they're like spaceships, grappling hooks, um, jet packs, you know, guns, sure. laser beams, swords, like like trackers, whatever. Sky's it the limit. In matter. fact, sky's, sky's not even the limit. We're going to space. 
Exactly. And which they did in a, in a He-Man Goes to Space show, um, apparently, which was not very well received. Um, but that's it's all of those things combined. Huh. So kind of like so it's almost like it felt almost like Star Wars that way. OK, where it's like, oh, like you like the you like the like the mystical magic stuff that's here for you. Also, if you like if you love cool technology and machines and like laser grids and all that stuff. And like, uh, like a group that like, and like, like there's a, there's a group that's like worshiping technology for something. And, and they were like, from, from now until we diode, you know, like, <laughs> <it's so> like, <laughs> like, if you like stuff, like it's there for you. It's like whatever your little eight year old heart can desire. Wow. He-Man provides. And that's what I found so charming about it. And even the show, which again, I didn't know anything about like what I told you about He-Man in the first 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the planet Eternia, this side, this side, side, whatever. But what I actually found most intriguing about the show, one, the animation is spectacular. It's, it's beautiful to look at. The cast, man, is amazing. You know Chris Wood, right? I do. Monel from Supergirl. Exactly. And, and uh, Melissa Benoist's husband in real life. That's right. He's He-Man. Nice. He does a great job. Oh, of course. And Kevin Smith loves him. Yes. Yeah, they do. Um, You know Mark Hamill. You know, ah, yes, I did know he was. Relatively famous. I did know he was Skeletor. in this. Yes. Yes. You know Sarah Michelle Gellar. Ooh. She's in this. Arguably, she's the, the lead in which this is part of the controversy of the oh. show. Yeah. And so that's. Who, who is she? She plays this woman named Tila, who okay. is like the captain of the guard, you know, type character. Like, um, and so basically she didn't know, like a little spoiler, she didn't know that Prince Adam, who is her best friend, was also He-Man. He never told her one sure. of those stitches. Sure. And so she finds out and that doesn't go over very well. Mm. So she kind of strikes out on her own. And so a Clark, lot if of, you can't be honest with me. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the. A lot of the first season so far, these first five episodes is kind of like getting the band back together. Sure. Okay. So, so therefore you're like introduced to people all over again, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, so yeah, you know, Sarah Michelle Geller, she's great. Uh, Liam Cunningham. I don't think, you know, him, but he was on game of Thrones. He's hmm. very good. Um, Kevin Conroy, you know him. Sure do. He's great. Plays a villain this time. It's good stuff. Still sounds like Batman though. It's a little, I'll be honest. Yeah. I was going to say that must be a little strange. It's a little odd. Um, Tiffany Smith from the remember the DC after show stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. I she's like her. One. Yep. She's a lead in here, too. Um, Jason Muse is in it. Of course, of course he is. Is Harley Smith. Quinn Smith yeah. in this? Yeah, she is. But she's just like grunts and stuff in okay. one character. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not very large, but it's you like a good show about about having fun. Right. Reminding uh, yeah. you what it's like to have an imagination as. A yes. Kid. And that's what I really found. That's what I really found so delightful about this. But what I really like, which I know you like, the good guys are good. The bad guys are bad. You know, you like it's like one of those like I'm going to sacrifice myself because that's the right thing to do. Sure. And everyone's like right on. Nice. That's the right thing to do. It's not like I have to kill 7000 people. Yeah. And yeah. also sacrifice myself. It's not it's just not it's not in them. Like that. Oh, Lena Headey is in this. You Ooh, know, I know. I, I know you're not her. Game of Thrones, but Terminator. Yep, yeah, she's in here too. So this is the cast is really strong. They've had for they filmed most of it. They recorded most of it during COVID. 
So like, it's always fun to be like, you, I, you definitely weren't in the same room. Right. Sarah, there's um, Sarah Michelle Geller did an interview afterwards where she was like, she had her, her husband set up a recording studio for her in the house so she could record. Uh-huh. And so she said that like, she's like, okay, mom's going to be upstairs recording doing this thing and she got so into it her kids ran upstairs at one point to see if she was okay (laughs) i love that yeah it was really it was really it's really fun but um i feel like i'm not selling it the way that i want to sell it to you like i i'm missing something and i can't figure out what it is so what are your impressions so far well my impression is so i guess my uh uh, impression slash leads me to a question i love that you called out the way that it, um, you know, the, 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 the heroes are good. The villains are bad. The, the, the people do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Not because like they have no choice or whatever. Like it's, it's the villains are good because they're, they're good. Not because they're mm-hmm. shades of gray and, and do the right thing or because it happens to be convenient or, or whatever. Um, I like that. I definitely like that, especially out of a cartoon. So is it, does it feel like an eighties Saturday morning cartoon? Like, does it feel, is it rated G first of all? Like, is it something that you could show to kids or is it more for the adult fan of that, of that franchise? Knowing that, that it sounds like Kevin Smith made it so that if you're a first time watcher, you get caught up in speed pretty quickly, but, but is it more for the adult sort of comic book fan? You know, like, like a lot of things are like for the, for the grown up comic book fan, like the DC movies are for the, and the Marvel movies are for the, the grown up comic book fans, or is it just as good for kids as it would be for the grown up fan? Um, second season, justice league unlimited. Mm, mm-hmm. Wow. That is so specific. And I love that about you. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I'm on board. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's I'm like, following. It's it's the show is designed to like be within the same, you know, world, obviously the same continuity as the original show. So it doesn't feel so cheap and corny that you're like, this is this is meant for six year olds and my brain can't take it. Sure. Like it's more meant for you, like maybe you like your 10 11 12 13 but it actually can be fairly violent like like so like he man famously in the show i guess never used his sword for anything that swords are used for mm. ever like and so when you like in this one they actually do stab people gotcha. you know or they do like that that so there's like the threat level is higher so mm. there is um so part of the uh, do you care about spoilers at all? Ish. Um, no, I'm fine with spoilers. Uh, I would just caution anyone who's listening who may want to not be spoiled to uh, to tread lightly here. Yeah. So part of the uh, I'll give the uh, just the first episode kind of overview if you've been following along on the internet at all. But part of the people who are complaining about about the show, I would say a small but vocal group is complaining that um, He Man dies at in the first episode Mm. and he's not in the other episodes except for in memory and flashbacks and stuff so that's why it's called masters of the universe and not he-man and masters of the universe that's correct it's you know it's it it takes he-man out of the equation to build up the ensemble i see so they become elevated and supported so when he-man 
makes his eventual return because you know Netflix and Mattel ain't stupid. They're of not course. ditching their main character. It's Death and Return of Superman. Right, like, right. That's like, you know, like you take your main player off the board, you build up your other players, so that when the main player comes back, you have an affinity for all of the characters instead of just the original one. Sure. I, okay. Okay. See, that's really cool, and I like that. That's that's selling me on it, honestly. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that's what sold me. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, part of what. Yeah, because like you don't really need to sell me on He Man as the character. Sure. Because uh, that's not what I was really interested in before anyway. If it was, I would have tagged on to He Man a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so, but it's really smart writing, mm-hmm. and I and that's what I was really what I found myself invested in. Like he, like he, characters have a purpose character like there are stakes to those there are stakes to what they're to what they're working through and um and i'm interested to see where it's going next and i didn't feel like i was missing out on anything like that i didn't have to see a single episode of the 80s show to to make a connection and i'm almost glad that i haven't seen it because i I can make my own assumptions about anything that I've seen in this, you know, moving forward. And that never happens for us as geeks, right? You know, they make a Superman movie, something Batman, you know, Power Rangers, you know, like whatever. Like I had like we're far past the time to which be like, this is my first. Yes. You know, it's almost assumed. It's pretty much assumed that you have seen some version of this before. Um, And it's not necessarily made entirely for a first-time viewer usually right and this i didn't feel a lot like i said i didn't feel lost at all like i considered myself a first-time viewer because my experience was i didn't even know what he man stood for Mm. like never mind like he's so he's a man and his pronoun is he sure it's good it's good i didn't like apparently it's short for hero so he's hero man because that was the I learned that by watching the documentary about the toys. That, that sounds like, like a line. Mattel Mattel type thing. Yeah. 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 That's like the line, they, the original theme they were going with. So they're like a lot of the toys. They're like Beast Man, mm. He Man, Man of Arms, all this. Like they're all toy. They're all man based. It can't um, be Conan anymore. So what are we going to call him? Well, he's a hero and he's a man. What if he was Hero Man? Uh, that's great, Bill. We're gonna hold on to that. We're gonna put a pin in that one, and yeah, actually, uh, we'll, just we'll put come a back pin to it in row, and then you call or put that pin oh, right. Roman, because he's a Roman. Ro- yeah, Roman. Oh, good, good. That's the next step they haven't done yet. Bill, um, take a lap. You can, yeah. well, you know, just take the rest of the day off. You're fine. <laughs> oh goodness. So, but anyway, but that's, uh, but that's that. But I found I like all Kevin Smith things. It was so earnest and so full of heart. They, I wish like it's just a, I found it very infectious right from the start because it's also like it's got that slight kid humor a bit. So like he, Prince Adam has a pet tiger that talks that's played by Stephen Root. Actually, you know, Stephen oh, Root. I know Stephen Root from Office Space. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Root plays the tiger. So it really is like like Shazam. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding. Yeah, I'm like the really not kidding. So, down to the talking tiger. Okay, down to the talking tiger, and so like fireworks are going off, and they're like, "Oh, fireworks!" So, like you know, nobody's afraid of fireworks, and the tiger's like crouched under a table because animals don't like fireworks, <laughs> yeah. and it's like some of it's like real on the nose humor, but it was so endearing because of that. But then like the animation and the action sequences and a lot of the design really makes up for everything. You know, there's a 
scene in a or a part of the second episode where they characters have to go to Castle Grayskull. So there's a memory of like what it's like, and it's all very Conan the Barbarian, this and blah blah blah. But now it's all laser gates and high sealed doors, and they're like, this is not what it was when I was here last time. So I just like that idea of technology encroaching on mm. fantasy and like almost like the shift between fantasy and science fiction and where people's interests lay and, and what caused that and stuff like that. And the show really, it talks about it or, or it is about it enough without, you know, it being for adults, you know, it's a brisk 30 minutes every time. I like that. Yeah. And so, so it sounds like they dropped five episodes each a half hour. So we're talking about two and a half hours of content and, it sounds like they're doing these these drops of a handful of episodes at a time once or twice a year. So it's I don't know if they're calling it season one or, or what they're calling it, but it sounds like it's almost they're dropping half seasons in in chunks. I think it's season one. Part one is what they call <laughs> Got it because I know they just finished scoring the last episode, the last episode of um, the end of part two. So that comes out sometime apparently in 2022. Something that's like cool that. that's cool how is yeah. the score by the way because in my uh it's full full disclosure magic. yeah okay because in my putting together the show notes here i've been adding links to the show notes like you know links to watch the show on netflix and watch the toys that made us on netflix things like that um and as in my in my doing that i happened uh to see that bear mccrary did the score yeah. and i am a big bear mccrary fan oh so, really yeah oh, okay um he did the score for uh for terminator the sarah connor chronicles featuring oh. lena hetty um and and i know he also famously did the score for battlestar galactica which is a beloved score um as well so um i'm a big fan of his work i absolutely loved his terminator score i haven't listened to it in a bit but I, that, that's been that's one of those scores that's like a go-to like work music type of thing like background music for when i work so how is the score for this series it slaps mm. like fire it's so good like almost like it's got like um like a muse quality to it oh like yeah rocks like a rock symphony that's really the that's but there's some like really haunting pieces you know like single soloists like wait you know, like the, like a like a whale and they like it's mm -hmm. it's it i want to say all over the map but it like touches upon a lot of different genres but it all kind of like he-man itself it's like it's a little bit of this and a little oh, bit of that, sure whatever yeah. what and it just kind of but it all flows together and honestly the score is one of the first things that i notice when listening or, or watching the show. i was like this is like better than most almost like Shirley Walker in Batman, the animated series. Sure. Like, this music is just really good on its own. It's just like, like another level. Like, yeah, like it's on a whole other level of quality compared to like what you normally get from an animated show. Right. And that's where I'm like a little sad that like the show is getting uh, the show is getting review bombed by angry, sad, alone fans. Yeah. You know, where they're just like you ruined a thing. That's my thing. That blah 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 you know like that like the show's about a woman now like that's you know blah 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 you know like those types of I'm like i'm like get over yourself everybody like, who hated no, ray in the force awakens comes out of the woodwork it's kind of that's it's yeah. in that same thing it, kevin smith did a interview with variety that is like classic kevin smith like f you do you really think that mattel would hire me yeah to not make a show about their main character like what the f is wrong with yeah. you like but and i'm like yeah that's the good stuff yeah yeah just say it like it is you know i almost <laughs> so you're definitely convincing me i'm like two and a half hours like that's like 
you know, the Nothing. next the next time I'm on like a long uh, I have a long commute into into uh, work like I could knock that out in, in a day of commuting. That's right. um, so like on, on a bus or a train. So like uh, you're kind of making me feel like, oh, I'll just download that to my iPad. And the next time I commute, I'll just watch that for the, on the ride and I'll be there. I almost want to watch it just so then I can read Kevin Smith's like reaction to the angry fan. Oh, boys. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I did. It's um, it's not it's also not so complicated of a show that you like can't do something else while watching it. Though. Oh, sure. OK. Think, you know, like I think, though, I think you would miss out on some really quality. Yeah. Animation. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is 2D animation. Right. But but I assume yes. I assume yeah. not done by hand. I assume it's no, done it's in modern it, no modern but nothing's done by hand anymore. It's yeah. all, you know, but. I mean, we say that, but it, they, they still draw stuff out like it, I mean, it's yeah. just like you draw on a tablet instead of, you know, pieces of paper that flip, you know, sure. so that that's gone by the wayside. It's it's a slight anime style, but okay. but, but kind of like um, kind of like anime, like um, some of the DC universe, DC animated universe movies are a slight anime style. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like. I don't know, like a Pokemon animation where, you know, it's just lots of streams of light. And yeah, things not like that, straight know. up literal anime, but but anime inspired anime inspired. But yeah. there's a, it's like really beautiful cell shading, you know, like the, like good lighting and character like some that stuff is that that is what is impressive. Um, nice. To me. Nice. Everybody just looks the whole the whole design is is really is really nice and you don't really have to know anybody's name which i also you know what i mean it's one of those like you know like a character's name is evil lynn you know like you know what you're getting sure kind of in its own way but they also make fun of it they're like she was like she's like no i added the evil (laughs) see i love that because it's like okay obviously this was a cartoon developed originally developed to sell action figures Mm -hmm. and so they were selling them to kids and they were like oh her name is evil lynn uh his name is he man her name is she raw like like they made it as simple as they could because they're like we're selling this to seven-year-olds they need to be able to pronounce the name and remember the Mm -hmm. name and it can be as dumb as it needs to be for them to remember it enough to ask their mom to buy it for them for christmas that's right and want the triclops figure yeah yeah i got that so it starts that way but obviously there's adults watching this now and i love when they can turn that into like we can make fun of it in a loving way it's from people who love it like kevin smith obviously loves the the source material and he's Mm -hmm. a great um, he's a good pick to do, you know, anything that he has an affinity for the source material for basically he, he has, he has a good talent for like absorbing a story, absorbing the characters and understanding how to maybe tweak it, uh, pivot it to tell a modern day version of a, of a story that he grew up with. So I, I generally trust him with, with those sorts of things. And so I'm excited just on that basis. Um, as, as somebody who enjoys Kevin Smith's work, I'm excited on that basis to, to, to check it out. And if it's only a couple hours, like, and, and it has all the, um, the great talented people involved with it that you've mentioned, both, uh, you know, in terms of voice cast and production and and music and, and everything else, um, you have really hit me with your best shot. And I feel pretty um, I feel pretty persuaded. Do you have any final final things you want to throw out there before we say goodbye? Um, it's fun to remind yourself. It's fun to remind yourself about like what it's like to be nine years old again, you know, to just like to dive into a property that is really designed to just inspire your imagination and to play with some toys and everything like, like it's like we take 
sometimes our, our property, our adult properties that we loved as kids too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I, I'm sorry, the dark Knight ain't inspiring anybody to play with some toys. It's true. You know, or even some of the, like, even like something like the last Jedi or like, it goes against what George Lucas had originally said, whereas like Star Wars is for kids. That's right. That's it's right. Like, you yeah. know, like that's, you know, talk about the trade disputes all you want. That wasn't really for kids, but it, it weirdly did become for kids because that was still all part of Star Wars and the Clone Wars and all that stuff. And and guess what? Star Wars is still popular. Kids yep. really liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked the trade dispute stuff. I didn't find it boring. I found it interesting. Yeah, like I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were we were at the target age for the prequels and, and that's it right. ended with us. And we liked that stuff, yeah. right? So it's people who were older who didn't like that stuff because that's because it goes against what they thought the property should have been in stage. Yeah, you know these you know self proclaimed gatekeepers, and so for for He Man not having experience, it was just really fun to watch something and be like, "Man, this is dopey," but man, this is dope. Nice. Like, in the, yeah, that was. That's kind of how I felt. That's kind of how I felt about it by the end. Like, like that character's name is Scareglow because he glows <laughs> in the dark. And like, that's so dumb, but so fun at the same time, because like, I know it was just to sell a toy, but he looks so cool. And like, you know, played by Tony Todd, like who doesn't love Tony Todd? You Excellent. know, so. Tony Todd was on Smallville, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, he was he was the guy that that shook, right? <sighs> Tony Todd. Yes. Yes. He was he was the his name was Dr. Hamilton, but he wasn't that Dr. Hamilton. That's right, because that Dr. Hamilton was also on the show Came before later. that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the Dr. Hamilton was in season one. I know because I'm watching season one right now. Okay. Um All right, well, there you go. Yeah, the little things. Um the little things. Yeah, yeah. Lex went to him, and he was like, "So, rocks." Um, oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. He wasn't Doctor Hamilton. Tony, Tony Todd wasn't. Uh, Tony Todd was the janitor. He was the janitor at. at yeah, 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 yeah. Earl Jenkins. Earl Jenkins. Earl that's it. Yeah, Jenkins. Earl. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. banging around there somewhere. It was. I, yeah. Good job, though. That yeah, was good. Thanks. Yeah. I'm. I'm working on this documentary right now. I don't know if you heard about it. So there's a few small little things banging around my head right now. I did hear about it. Yeah, it's good, but yeah. you're far past the point in the documentary where I am and I, watching the I, show. I, yes, so. that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Frank, this was fun. Tell us where people can find us. You can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, if you want to see the show notes for this episode and all of our episodes, uh, you can find us in every podcast directory uh, from Overcast to Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Stitcher to TuneIn.com to Amazon and Google Podcasts and whatever. Every podcast directory, uh, we are there, as is every show on the Thought Bubble Audio network at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can find all of our shows there as well. You can also follow us on Twitter at Beer with Geeks. You can email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Um, those are great ways to support us by by telling folks about the show. You can leave reviews in every podcast um, directory, especially Apple Podcasts makes the most impact in helping us to, uh, to get the word out there. And if you want to go the extra mile beyond just ratings and reviews, um, you can sign up at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio and, uh, and pledge us 
your hard earned cash as little as a buck a month. Um, that, you know, that works out to about a quarter per episode. And, uh, and for that price, you will be sort of saying, you know, this show is worth something to me and I want to help you with the cost to, to do it. So, um, those are, those are the ways that you can support us and, uh, and help us keep making beer with geeks and all the other shows. Nicely said, Frank, nicely said, and always nice to chat with you with your ungeeky beer. <laughs> so until next time, cheers. cheers. I need to hit you with my best shot. I hope you leave that really awkward long <laughs> where you struggled with the machine for a bit. I will not, but thank you for uh, that. <laughs> normally, I'm not all about pulling back the curtain all the time, but that was, it was like you I forgot. expecting that you forgot. I forgot that uh, I, had a, that was, I had a job to was, do. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. The, the, the hand motions that went along with it. Like, oh no, my what job? Yeah, exactly. um, oh man. No, Fred, we I'm here to hit me with the best shot. Masters of the Universe Revelation.